yards. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good. Oh my, oh my goodness! Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. Welcome into the podcast, everybody. Kyle Chamberlain, your host here. Uh, we're on the Hensley's Hangout podcast where me and my co-host Pat break down everything going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. How you doing this morning, Pat? Doing evening. really good. Yeah, it is a very nice little <laughs> fall evening we got going on here. Uh, so we got a lot to get into today. First thing we're going to do is break down everything going on at the halfway point in the league. Uh, and then we'll get into week seven in review and, of course, uh, calling in with Brennan this week's winner before we... Dissect week dissect week eight and uh, make our picks. But actually, before we get into that, something that's uh, kind of been grinding my gears a little bit. I just want to give a big shout out to all of our new bandwagon Phillies fans on the timeline. Yeah, I'm uh, starting to see it a lot too. And Phillies it's starting to get under my skin. The Phillies well. are on their way to the World Series, and people who I don't think I've ever seen post about uh, baseball ever before in their entire life are now the the Instagram stories are completely full of. Uh, all kinds of Eagles propag- or Phillies propaganda. Um, it's annoying. Yeah, and uh, that Callum Scott song can die too. Yeah, definitely. That, <laughs> uh, it's just it's just really annoying. I mean, I respect the Phillies in the fact that like you know they don't go to the World Series often, and they're playing against the Astros, who everybody hates. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that it's Philly fans and people that we know that are a part of this kind of you know gets under. Any anybody from anybody from our area obviously is taking it on the chin right now with the Phillies propaganda. People like me, Hunter, Brendan went to college in Philly. We're getting a double dose of this craziness. Yep. Uh, I will say though, I mean, you got to admit, great time to be a Philadelphia fan between yep. the Eagles, Phillies, and the Sixers. And the fly- the Flyers actually are doing really well to start oh, yeah. the season. It's the Sixers are the ones that are kind of bringing up the well, rear. They're they were good three. last year. Like I think it, you know, yeah, it, it'll it'll. Happen. I I'm a Sixers fan, um, just by like a very casual fan, just because I don't have any affiliation to Washington, and the Sixers yep. are good, and I love Joel Embiid. But, you know, Paul's on his fire uh, dock, or as he likes to call him by his real name, Glenn Rivers, mm. uh, train right now. And um, I think it's early, and they played a lot of hard teams to start, but. I think they're going to turn it around. Before we go any farther, I just want to get out in front of the Kyle bandwagon Orioles fan allegations. I'm going to beat those allegations from the start. I was listening to the Orioles on AM radio this season. So, look, whenever the Orioles are good, I'm officially not a bandwagon fan. Well, it lo- <laughs> like I talked to you before this, uh, there was a little bit of a rash showing of uh, bandwagon fans of the Orioles. A little like, bit. I mean, I personally have been, you know, off baseball for a couple of years now, and it, a lot of it has to do with the Orioles being, good, uh, you know, not as consistent. And it, it was a good year for them, but I'm going to have to say that, you know, the Orioles start to turn around. There's going to be even more bandwagon fans coming out of the woodwork. I, we got to ditch the Angelos, and then we'll see what develops. Yep. Maybe Any, when, they, when they take them to Nashville, we'll see if they oh ditch them. Oh, Christ. <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted to issue – uh, before we get into our halfway mark, uh, major trade that kind of erupted around the NFL late on Thursday night after yep, the Thursday night game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey to the Niners, they gave up a second, a third, a fourth, and then like a sixth or, or fifth, fifth and a sixth for the 2024. Then, yeah. So uh, first reaction. Uh, that's a haul, but I get it. I mean, I think that the 49ers could make a legit playoff push before and now definitely i mean it was the the last couple of years running back has been a a carousel for them so um i I think this hopefully will solidify it obviously cmc has his his injury history but 
I mean, I think it's a really good move for the 49ers. I'd love to see a big blockbuster trade regardless. Yeah, I think you could go both ways with that trade. I think uh, both teams needed to make that trade yeah. for good reason. Yeah. I, think, I mean, the uh, Panthers definitely benefit from all those picks. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I'm starting to see the light of day with, uh, you know, Tyler's mentioned it before in the group message, and I've, I've seen a lot of pundits talk about it now, is like, you know, draft picks – are at the end of the day lottery picks like you still have to make a good pick and these right. guys still have to perform and they they run stats all the time about like what are the chances of finding a third fourth and fifth round pick be like everyday starters or con- like solid con- contributors right. to your team but the panthers need to make that trade you know they mm-hmm. weren't going to re-sign him long term and a running back being good isn't the way it's like the last thing you need for your team to be good. The Niners have a great roster right. and they have a deep team. So he, he's just the icing on the cake for them to make that push. I think it's a better move for the Panthers to go this way rather than two firsts or a first and a second or something like that. They get a ton of depth. They need, they, they need, they need able bodies and young bodies and low cap so that they can, you know, make a right. splash when, and uh, yeah. cause their glaring needs right now are offensive line and quarterback, which are right. significantly more important. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, maybe they package some of them up and go up in the first round for a uh, like top QB who knows. Yep. Oh, the other one. And I guess we can just talk about it now is James Robinson to the jets after Brees Hall just tore his ACL. Right. I was a little surprised by that. Uh, you know, I'm not. Michael Carter is a like 198 pounds soaking wet uh, running back. He's a third down back. Yeah, and he's good at it. But I don't think that they can give him the load. I mean, last year they had Tevin Jank or Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Coleman, and they had one other guy. In yeah, the they don't always they don't always have a good uh, running back room. But I guess they're making this trade to think like, holy hell, we're five and two. Let's keep the train running. Yeah, that's my only thought process. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes I think it makes sense for the Jets. I think it is better for James Robinson because he is a clearer lead back in New York than he was in Jacksonville. Yep. But definitely, it, def- I mean, I think Robinson and ETN are winners. Carter's a loser. Yep. And I don't know how the Jets are going to do it when Hall comes back from his ACL, but I guess that's a road they'll cross next year. So Robinson's an undrafted free agent. So basically nothing tied up in a and contract he, I, or anything I, like that. Yeah, like, I mean, they traded a conditional sixth round. Oh, yeah, they because they, they knew they weren't going to re-sign him, and right. they, they weren't going to afford him anyways because they had Etienne on the bench. I mean, affording him, it, they could pay him the practically a veteran minimum because he's an undrafted free agent. Right. right? He's not Austin the, Eckler. But, um, you know, but he's going to command top dollar in free agency. You think? James Robinson, yes. Achille, off an Achilles injury? I don't he, know, man. But he's, he's, he's healthy right now, and he's performing. Yeah, I guess. It's yeah. an interesting trade, but like I think the Jets are just using him for just this this whole year, and then he'll hit free agency. A one-year rental for a sixth-round pick? That's no, a I think it was a good trade for uh, the Jets. So let's jump into just a review of what's going on in the league. We're at the halfway point of the fantasy regular season now. So uh, me and Pat took a look at a couple of things that we thought were chalk picks, things that everybody could have seen coming at the beginning, and then happened. What were some surprises and what were some disappointments? So first things first, let's just cover what's been going on that we both expected. Right. And the first thing I noticed was that, you know, we both said, uh, you know, Tyler was going to be a contender this year. Yep. Um, and as of now, he is in first place as of last night, squeaking out another Dude, win. Dude, Mr. Monday Night. I can't believe that's Is that three straight weeks that he has won the game on yeah. Monday night? And he probably has the highest heart uh, rate in the league, too, after Crazy. Monday night, too. Uh, quarterbacks, we've got a couple of guys that, I mean, you could have predicted this, but they are a mile ahead of anybody else, which is Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Jackson, and Hurts. And if you've got those guys, 
you're winning. And if you don't have those guys, it's questionable. And <laughs> in your case, you have two of those five guys. I do, and it's it's not it's really nice. You know, it's uh it's nice to have that lockdown. And everybody that has one of those quarterbacks is in our playoffs right, right. now. And if you don't, you're struggling with either age or inconsistency or uh, inconsistencies and injuries. Yeah, um, at running back. Eckler and Barkley, I would say, are really the only two top RBs that have been... They're, they're leading the league right now, and they were really consensus top guys. CMC's pretty close behind, but for how high he was going in redraft leagues, I don't think he's necessarily returned. Yeah, I mean, they were really high on Saquon coming off injury, and uh, I was a little skeptical just because he, he's one of those guys that kind of struggle with injuries too. But, you know, Giants are a very sneaky good 6-1 team. He's playing well. Austin Eckler in a Chargers offense, you know, PPR machine. Um, so can't really say I, I'm not that shocked by that. And, uh, again, the the elite wide receivers are, you know, they're killing it again. Cooper Cup being the PPR machine that he is. Stephon Diggs, Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Javante Adams, all those guys. It, not a whole lot to say about that. I mean, this position is pretty much buttoned up at the top. Uh, and on the other side, tight end, it's always a shit show. Tight end has got to be the always weakest. a shit show out of all four positions yeah. has to be the uh, the hardest position to draft and, and can pick consistency wise. And what's crazy is they at the beginning of the season there were kind of like five names people were saying. Oh yeah, these are you know this is the top tier. You'll be good with uh, you'll be good with Kelsey Andrews Waller Pitts or Kittle. Yep. And two of those guys are good. <laughs> yep. If you've got Andrews or Kelsey, you have you know, an extra, like, top wide receiver. Pretty much. But if you've got any of those other guys or anybody else, it's, like, totally rushing no, it's, every week. Yeah, it's tough to start a tight end. I mean, there are a lot of good guys, and it's kind of like, you know, the tallest midget mentality where it's like, like for example, I'm happy with my tight end, TJ Hawkinson, but, you know, he's, like, one of those top ten tight ends but behind those other two guys, like, there's a significant drop-off. Yeah. And, like we said, even going – into the season like the Darren Wallers the George Kittles they were always at the top five but they're 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 pretty inconsistent as well Kittle could be catching on I like it anyway getting into uh what are some surprises that we saw so far this season I think at the team level uh, Prudence has got to be the bounce back manager of the year he's four and two now coming back off of you know he was the last in last place last year four and three is he four and three now I believe he's four and three yeah I believe so as well um really strong start to the year Great draft. Um, obviously, old quarterbacks, but um, could make a push this year. If yeah, old especially pull yeah, up, pull for somebody together. who's in the playoffs after being uh, in last place last year. Uh, definitely a little bit surprising. And uh, a couple of surprises from the position-wise is uh, one of the most ridiculous stories of the year has got to be Geno Smith. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is something we're starting to hear about like at halftime. You know, the, the commentators talking about it, but... Uh, who the heck would have predicted that the Seahawks may have won that trade? He's, yeah, right. And, I mean, it is literally – if you bet that the Seahawks would be in first place in the NFC – loaded NFC West mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year, everybody would have thought you're crazy. They were not supposed to be here. This man has literally gone from bust, from backup, mm-hmm. to com- probably leading offensive comeback player of the year. Uh, definitely. Uh, running back, I mean, Brees Hall was this guy. Until – it's His too it's ACL. too bad towards ACL, but I mean he was off to a really great start. Um, honorable mention here, 
got to be Josh Jacobs. He was really left for dead. After I've never really understood the hate against Josh Jacobs. Like I mean, he's always had like a top twenty fantasy campaign, but it's, it's just like it's always like a twenty carry, eighty yards the, for a touchdown. The Raiders just have a stink on them. You know, it's the same way you have to like hold your nose and play Derek Carr. It's like the Raiders just had a whole funk on them last year. They didn't pick up his fifth year option in the off season. He was just. But I didn't left understand it. But I mean, I mean, I just. I don't get it, but he's still performing, and uh, he's had some big, bigger performances lately. Huge. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be the strength for Prudence. A uh, couple of really big breakout RBs. I wanted to ask you. Uh, I know uh, one of the easier answers here, but what's your uh, more surprise at wide receiver? My surprise. I mean, I I think the fact that both Hill and Waddle are getting it done with Tua. I I mean, that was something I was really I was That's, I was sending trade offers for Tyreek in the off season. Uh, yep. And um, uh, that's been way better than you, my wildest you took dreams. The, you, that was <laughs> that was honestly like one of the bigger picks of the uh, surprises for me, honestly, because I going into the off season, I was a little concerned that you know can Tua throw the deep ball with Hill. Right. Uh, the answer Tyreek, is he doesn't even really have to. Right. Because <laughs> you know Tyreek's yards after the catch make up for it, and he's and he, just so and he's fast. Catching like ten balls a game. Yeah. Like he's, he's like a, an actual possession receiver. Right. And uh, no, I'm pretty surprised by that. And also, a lot of uh, other people are picking that Christian Kirk and Jacksonville, like not doing incredible, but I think it was more like he got like a four year, you know, eighty million dollar deal Stupid as a wide receiver, money. and he's. Actually kind of performing to it. Yeah, he had a couple of dud weeks. I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. But, I mean, I think, again, way, way better than anybody would have predicted. And, exactly. and that team in general is a huge surprise. Yeah, I mean, they're they're starting to come back down to earth a little bit, but they start off hot, and they actually yep. are exciting, yep. and they, show, they're, they are showing some promise. At tight end, Ertz is a really surprising campaign here. I mean, it's like you start Kyle Pitts and you might get zero points. You start Ertz, your floor is probably like five points. So, like, yeah, you really and, can't, and you can't argue with that. Yeah, he's just been great. I think a lot of it had to do with Hopkins being out because yeah. he's kind of had yeah. a lower performance now that Hopkins is back. But Ertz has had all these great fantasy campaigns with the Eagles. And uh, even in his early 30s, he's still continuing. Well, I wonder now that, I mean, with Marquise Brown out for probably a significant chunk of time. Does he just resume that role? Yeah, I think Ertz is fine. Uh, I don't really like anything else I've seen from the wide receivers. Rondale Moore can have an occasional, uh, excuse me, occasional big game, but Robbie Anderson, eh. Greg Dorch, eh. Yeah, of course. And uh, I, like I said, the uh, or the kind of guy who's coming off um, after James Conner is Eno Benjamin, who's starting to come about a little bit. So uh, last but not least, let's get into some disappointments. Oh, I think. You know, it's only one team that we can name here. Nate McGreal's. Nate McGreal's birthday. Happy birthday, Nate. Nate. But uh, he's been having some shitty birthday parties these last couple management's weeks. Management's been having a problem. I was looking at the uh, I was looking at um, the stats for max points for, and uh, Adams max points this past week. Eighty three. Ridiculous. And he scored <laughs> seventy five. So it's not like <laughs> it's not like anybody on his bench was going to take him over the promised land. Uh, it has me thinking that Kelby's locker probably not going to be open for a while. Yeah, that's probably a good choice. And uh, from the player standpoint, I have to take the lead on this one because um, in other fantasy leagues have taken this guy, and I'm just really Yikes. taken back by it. Yikes. Um, Russell Wilson. I'm just really, really shocked at how badly he's been playing. And I just thought he was coming onto the Broncos and coming into an awesome situation with great wide receivers, a lot of tight ends, a great running game. Um, I guess I underestimated uh, this coach, Hackett, 
uh, Nathaniel Hackett Jeff definitely uh, is not doing him any favors. Um, but the play calling has been suspect. You know, the receivers are starting to come at him a lot. And I heard, like, on my way here that, like, there you got Jerry Judy on the tra- trading block. They got K.J. Hamler. Like, they're just yeah. – this has just gone, gone south real quick for this team. I mean, what the heck do they do to come back from this? You would think that they would want to keep those guys around and let Russ figure it out and still have those pieces to throw to. But, yeah, I mean, look, if Jerry Judy's up for trades – Center of the Ravens. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, well, the one thing I am hearing, though, is that... You he know, would be awesome. On Judy and Hamler have some maturity issues, and I don't oh. think that's meshing well. But I also think a lot of it has to do with, you know, Russ's, you know... I mean, to their defense, they've been playing with some shit quarterbacks these, these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Judy, very talented. I think Hamler's got some potential. But I think, you know, they're just frustrated with everything all around. At running back... Jonathan Taylor is an obvious disappointment. I mean, he's been hurt, but like, it that stinks. Yeah, he. Uh, I thought he was could have been a one season guy. Like, not that like him going number one overall was too crazy, mm-hmm. but I just was a little concerned. I'm like, all right, I think we need to see a bigger sample size from him and uh and a concern. I think you were right. I think yeah. you were right. And I that, think well, the team just sucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And uh, you know, he's down pretty low, and uh, I still think he's got some uh, weeks to carry it around. And uh, I'm just a little concerned about what I've seen so far from him. Uh, Najee Harris, he was a first-round pick in redraft. He is currently in our league, the RB20. Uh, Jamal Harris on my bench. Jamal Williams, Williams, excuse me, on my bench has more fantasy points than uh, Najee Harris right now. The Steelers are terrible. So I, (laughs) I was a little concerned about him, too, because last year, you know, I think a lot of the numbers were skewed on him. I think he's got a lot of potential, and I think he's a great running back. Right. But another part of their game that isn't doing too well is the offensive line. And uh, I just think that the Steelers can't perform well with the offensive line, not just for the running game, but the passing game. And in order for Najee to be good, he needs to have a, you know more yards per carry. A couple of disappointing wide receivers. Again, just really it's injury just injuries. Here. Big names like Keenan Allen and Chris Godwin can't stay on the field. And at tight end, we talked about it. It's got to be Kyle Pitts. Yeah, uh, everybody is waiting for the breakout, but you'd be better off starting Jawan Johnson. Mm. <laughs> what did you uh, going into the season? Did you think that the Falcons' quarterback issues would be uh, this severe, or did you think just because Kyle Pitts is so athletic and talented? So the the Falcons they were they lost to the uh, Bengals what like forty two to fifteen or something, something like, that. like that, something crazy. They threw thirteen passes. Yeah, it was really weird, and I think that the like, Falcons' mo is like, well, we're so far behind, we're just gonna like do these practice reps at the running. Yeah, what the fu- like? At least get some garbage time passes to these guys. Like, put on a even if you're not gonna win the game, like put on a show, put something on the highlight. Yeah, reel. you gotta you gotta see what you got with your wide receivers, Yeesh. tight ends. You know, I don't. I'm not really con- You know, sure what they're. Doing I mean, there. the Falcons are one of those teams that's vying for the number one pick, but. For uh, sure. And overall, I guess, what's your uh, take on the like through week seven, like in the NFL? Like, you excited? Oh, fun! It's a, I mean, it's a really. There's a bunch of teams in the at real NFL who are like the six and one Giants. The Jets are five and two. There's a bunch of these kinds of upset teams that are a lot of fun. Um, and there's I mean, a lot of teams around that four and three, three and four corridor yes, that definitely are like very definitely underperforming. Yeah, competitive uh, league right now. Yeah, I mean, I I love to watch Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers lose. <laughs> so that's been cool. I mean, it's 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 the same uh, heart palpitations, Ravens as ever. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of fun for sure. 
And the Steelers suck. So uh, getting into week seven, just to review, um, me and Pat actually got the same number right and wrong. Uh, we both, I think, picked two, two L's. Took two L's, got three right, so we're both drinking this week. I got a shot of Malort here. Pat's got this dog shit vodka. Yeah, I had to take the Bartons. I'm not doing Malort's ever again. Bottoms up. <laughs> Bottoms up. <laughs> Malort, that's better than vodka for my money. Oh, I disagree, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so what was supposed to be the marquee matchup of the week? Donnie versus Prudence. Prudence won with like 102 points. This was not exactly the matchup. He was we uh, he was the high or the lowest score in a win, and I was the underachiever. I had the I underachieved big time. With I mean, Amon Ra. It's a concussion thing, and you know what? We should have talked about this up top. Concussion is the freaking word of the season. Well, after Tua just going limp on that field, it's, it's been. But it's been every week. It's been multiple people out to con- out with concussions. You would think with them wearing those bubble helmets in preseason that would have done something, but uh, yeah. I, I honestly, uh, I'm a little upset that my team is on a two-game losing streak. Last week was, uh, you know, just a shit show of a performance. But this week, uh, I was a little, uh, I was a little bit disappointed just because uh, my team, I've just realized, lives and dies with Lamar's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the season, he was having some 30 and 40 point pr- production. Um, last couple of weeks, it's been kind of mediocre. Which around the rest of the league, like 15 points is fine. But when he's like one of my better players. You Fifteen know, points is a good QB too, right? But he is, you know, supposed to be a top five guy and of hasn't course. been doing that well. But I, I wanted to kind of kick the can to you a little bit with a, you know, with I got a lot of options, like a lot of good options, not like shit options. And uh, I've been struggling recently with my starting, like who I should start at running back because mm. I do have Leonard Fournette, I do have Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is not moving. Like right. He's a he's of a bona fide starter. Yeah, Leonard Fournette. Um, I thought was going to be my bona fide starter, but you know I have some emerging guys uh, running back wise with uh, Travis Etienne now. I mean, James Robinson's gone, and Damian Pierce has been you know a great rookie as well. So I would say stop the stop the discussion right there. Etienne locked in at running back two right now. I think especially with Robinson gone, he's had a couple of really nice and, weeks. And Pierce too, he's like averaging fifteen points a week. Yeah, I, I guess really that's a matchup thing then. And, uh, you know, touchdown Lenny on Thursday night against Ravens. I think I'm going to sit him uh, for one of those other guys. I mean, I think you um, should. And uh, another thing I've been struggling with with my wide receivers, that I have a lot of deep wide receivers. Yep. Um, You know, I'm going to go by matchups. But uh, concerns of Michael Pittman now that Matt Ryan's being set. Um, You know, it can't get much worse. I I think maybe you take a wait-and-see week with uh, this new guy, Ellinger. Yeah, Sam Ellinger. Um, He's from Texas. So, I mean, see what happens. Everybody on Twitter saying that he's somebody who scrambles and can sling it. I mean, we'll see what develops. Yeah, I think I'm going to go matchup by matchup. I think Michael Pittman might just get a, you know... Just I mean, get a little breather just because It's crazy. That. I think Chris Olave is probably a more solid start until we know what's going on on the Colts. DeAndre Hopkins is back Olave, now, too, so that's nice. And Amon Ra, he right. got hurt, so we'll see. But, yeah, I just was kind of curious. Uh, and we kind of talked about this earlier with Prudence's team with uh, you know, Josh Jacobs and Brees Hall. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they were definitely coming into play for him. I think Josh Jacobs has to be an automatic start for Hunter going forward. Uh, Brees Hall injury has to hurt him because he was keeping him afloat uh, these last couple of weeks. And uh, – you know, his older quarterbacks, again, this seems to be the time, uh, the tale of every week. Uh, but what do you think about the Packers and Bucks in general? 
you know, I've only watched the highlights from those games, a little bit of it, but I mean, it seems like both of those both of those quarterbacks are just not on their bullshit right now. I think uh, I think they're struggling from different things, and we talk about it week in and week out. Is uh, the Packers just young, unproven wide receivers? Uh, Rogers not trusting him, and then down in Tampa Bay, the offense just out of sync. They can't run the ball effectively. Uh, offensive line is trash. And uh, Brady's starting to show it a little bit, but not as much as, like, all other quarterbacks. And he's also, like, 45, 46 years old. Yeah, I mean, it was bound to happen sooner or later with both of these guys. And, I mean, I I feel for prudence here, but I love to watch these two guys lose. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, let's get into your matchup. So um, I took on the McCracken this week, and I kind of blew him out. Uh, Burrow really carried the weight with uh, Josh Allen out. He put up almost 40 points. Um, I, I didn't. I, I made the right running back choices this week. Saquon and Pollard got me a decent amount of points. I did leave some on the bench. Um, oh no, that was really only at uh, at wide receiver with DJ Moore. Which, like, dude, how could I have known to start DJ Moore this week? Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't <laughs> built up enough equity from uh, with PJ Walker at quarterback. Yeah, free him, but I, I I I don't think I can start him yet. But I. I it's good to know that he can get a decent. We know he's ta- we know he's talented. Of it's course. just a matter of like uh, <clears throat> the quarterback production, and of course, uh, yeah. I think your team is looking pretty good. Uh, I think you just got to continue going week by week with your uh, running backs. And I mean, at tight end, I don't think I can start Pitts. I think I got to start Hayden Hurst. I mean, the guy's putting up nine, ten points a week, so I think I got to go there. Kyle Pitts in the doghouse. Indeed. What about Josh? What do you think his problem was? I mean, the Gallup goose egg mm. for sure. Damian, Damian Harris, he's not the guy anymore. Ramondre has totally taken that job. Was never a Damian Harris guy, and I liked no. Ramondre Stevenson in the offseason. Yeah, um, for but sure. Yeah, there's a lot of – the only thing that's going I didn't well think it was going to go this – I didn't think it was going to flip this hard, you know. Yep. Ramondre got, like, all of the work. Josh's Josh really well. major guy that he has to get consistent production out of his, his Camara, and he seems like he's doing well but a lot of his P, his points are PPR we didn't talk about this but I think a, a huge beneficiary of the CMC trade is Josh he's got Chuba Hubbard and uh, Deontay Foreman on the bench here and both of those guys I mean both of them got the work or both of them got points really it's Deontay Foreman who got most of the work it's just that Hubbard came in for the touchdown I mean I think Deontay Foreman is probably startable moving forward instead of Damian Harris. Oh, for sure. I uh, I wouldn't trust Damian Harris. Nah. Um, nice that Kamara's back, though, for sure. Got to be happy with that. A couple of strong weeks. I mean, a couple of disappointing ones, sadly. But, I mean, I think if Josh gets his lineup right one of these weeks, he could uh, string together a couple of wins. Yep. I just want to point out real quick, I want a five-game winning streak. It's pretty it. sweet. I'm loving it. I started off five and zero. It's uh, you start you start getting awfully cocky. It does, and I'm starting to see the uh, the oh, tone move from geez. me to you now. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't gotten that top spot yet. Yeah, it's, with points. If the air feels great up there, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> so Erdman's versus Heflin's. This really was the marquee matchup. Yes, it was. We called we called Tyler, uh, Mr. Monday Night earlier, and I mean. This game really came down to the wire. I was looking at looking at my phone throughout the game, just like at the the percentage chance of winning for both of these teams. Game started and Brendan was supposed to win, and then it flipped back and forth like three or four times during the game. I went to bed sometime like early in the fourth quarter. Brendan was like seventy percent chance winning. I was like, okay, cool, and uh, woke up in the morning. Justin Fields must have fumbled uh, three more times or something like Ooh. that because Tyler squeaked this one out by a point. Because in our league, they. They penalize you for 
not just missed or lost fumbles, but fumbles in general. And you know what? I didn't set that up that way. It was just part of the stocks. So I like it, it. I was going to say it's it, ball might security. Some, it might be something that we address in the offseason. Nope. No? I love it. Okay. I think it's uh, great because uh, it's ball security and – um, it sh- it should be highlighted that you're drop you're putting the ball on the ground and you should be penalized for it. Fair enough. I mean, well, let's let's talk about that game. What's going on with the Bears these days? Uh, they're kind of good. <laughs> Just Justin Fields looked good. Just kidding. I but I did watch a game for the uh, for the majority of it last night, and uh, I was very shocked by that. I actually wanted to put money on the Bears to cover eight and a half points like that because I'm like the Patriots aren't that good. Eight and a half points is a lot, though. Yeah, even yeah, for that's what I was saying, and I wanted the Bears to you know cover that, and they did. Mm-hmm. They beat the shit out of the Patriots, and uh, I think the Patriots quarterback situation is a little questionable right now. But uh, Tyler got by with a, a zero points from uh, Romeo Dobbs, and uh, you know Brendan also riding the bear train again with uh, Fields I mean, and Montgomery. Pretty pedestrian four yards of carry from Montgomery at the touchdown save of the day. Uh, Mooney looked good out there. He was making circus catches left and right. I mean, it's like it's it's crazy. The Bears, you watch them, and the pieces are there. That uh, rookie cornerback made that absolutely outrageous He's interception, good. and then got kicked in the nuts. They uh, they drafted uh, uh, him and uh, I can't remember the safety off the top of my head. Which uh, everybody questioned in the off season. They said that they should be going offense to help out Fields, but uh, mm-hmm. I guess Eberflus being a defensive. Guru wanted to get some defensive pieces first, and he's uh looks seems like, like he's looks, doing okay. Looks like he picked well. Yep. Um, Claude did roll the dice correctly with Tyler Boyd. Good call. Um, also, just looking at the benches here, Mecole Hardman went totally nuclear, and uh, MVS and Juju also did really well on it the bench. It was one of those Chiefs games where they, <laughs> I mean, they put up forty-four points. So that's you always know that the chiefs have that ability and, and who do they are they play of oh, the 49ers in yeah. san fran you i mean you could have seen a high score yeah coming. we did um i mean the thing was is that uh i was a little surprised back the early earlier this week the chiefs were only favored by two and a half points so i was like <laughs> what am i missing here and they just <laughs> opened up the that would uh they opened up the barn doors with them and the chiefs are really firing all cylinders still really challenging to start McCole Hardman, MBS, or Juju on any given week. I mean, it's like 100%. Yeah, you can't touch it. Boakland versus the Dennises. Back to a big uh, chalk performance for Boakland. Everybody, everybody that you would expect to put up points, put up points. But now I want to see, as we talked, mm-hmm. here come the injuries. Yep. And, high, uh, high ankle sprain for Mike Williams. He'll be out for uh, a couple weeks. Four to I six. I didn't see he was put on IR unless you did. No, he was not. But, uh, you know, with Keenan Allen and him out, you know, he's definitely going to be uh, – Looking at his uh, wide receiver room. He's a little deeper there than he is elsewhere. I mean, he's got Robinson, Cup. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a pretty nice game. I think that's really a wait and see for once uh, Watson gets back. Um, Darius Slayton, again, they're really hurting for people to catch the ball on that team. I think Brennan's going to have to be wiping his ass with a golden horseshoe. Uh, Yeah, you're probably right because he has zero depth at running back. So, you know, Aaron Jones goes down. My man's starting Tyrion Davis-Price. (laughs) <laughs> Yikes! Um, on Sean's side, we had a classic Zeke behavior: vulturing touchdowns from Tony Pollard. Uh, Pollard was went totally crazy on the ground, and uh, Zeke just mopped up the touchdowns. Which uh, you know, I hate to see that, but can't be surprised. Can't be surprised. Um, Kenneth Walker pick, gotta love it. 
Yeah, um, I was a little uh, skeptical in the off season uh, when we were doing the draft because I mean, uh, coming off I, the hernia surgery. But uh, we knew shit was going to go down with they, the they, they pundits were pretty high on him just because mm-hmm. they, he was coming into an excellent opportunity, and uh, he he definitely looks like he's the real deal. I mean, he's running with some burst and uh, different yep. t- like I saw him bounce outside a couple of times. He definitely looks good. Uh, you definitely can't fault Sean for not starting Paris Campbell. So I mean, I think I think he was probably one of the better. One of the better managers this week, but just couldn't pull it out against Oakland's superior team. And I guess we have to finish up with our toilet bowl part two. Oof. Yeah. Uh, at least Mundus started Kittle this week. Uh, really tough starts at running back. Paul actually, you know, if he had his right lineup and would have had 168 points. So this goes back to management. <laughs> so luckily he was playing Adam this week. Um, he only scored 115, which anybody else, you know, that's 115 is pretty pedestrian. But, I mean, he, uh, he texted me on Sunday and was asking me what I thought about Gus Edwards. And I said, I'm, I'm not really too sure about him. Um, what are your other options? He said, Sony Michelle. And I was like, ooh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm like, you're going to start Sony Michelle. Um, I mean, I kind of would have probably went with Gus. I mean, in hindsight, it's easier to say that. Uh, but over Sony Michelle, um, I, would not, I was not expecting Gus Edwards to be used that much and to be that good. Dude, he looked awesome. I am so ecstatic that he's Mm -hmm. back and like they're not they're not holding him back which also kind of you know we can segue because they're they were in the same game but J.K. Dobbins going on IR and I'm a little concerned at why they took their time with J.K. as they were that's exactly what I was going to say like if if they had waited with J.K. until this week you know what three more weeks or something like that would that have made a difference I guess we'll never know yeah I just I guess Edwards's knee injury was a little bit different than Dobbins um but you know, I got it. I'm just glad Gus is back. Let's just be honest. And one thing though regarding Mundus, just looking at who's on his who's on his roster now for running back, James Robinson, he could be cut loose from this point forward on the on the Jets. So that could be huge. He's got Gus Edwards, who is kind of firing on all cylinders. DeAndre Swift, when he comes back, you know, who knows what could happen there. Khalil Herbert is a guy who is going to get a lot of work if David Montgomery goes down. He's like again. a yeah, like so, I'm starting to see that Herbert's like a 35 percent. And he he again he looks good when he's out there. Um, so Paul's so, running back. So basically, Paul's running back room is starting to like it looks owns a lot faith better. to some luck is starting it, to turn it, some corners. Exactly, it looks a lot better now because than it did a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago, um, Gus Edwards wouldn't be getting these looks if J.K. was in. It's James true. Robinson would still be splitting carries with Etienne. It's true. Uh, Swift, you know. Still battling back from injury, so I mean, Paul's definitely got some grace of God on his uh, shoulders. Yeah, I mean, Pickens is putting together some points too on the bench. Got to be feeling. I mean, looking through here, it's it's too bad that Njoku is going to be out for a while. But I mean, I I think if he makes the right starts, he's got he's got a pretty strong squad. Yep. Uh, the one thing that they both do have, uh, whether that's Nate McGreal and Mundus, is they both have Steelers wide receivers. Mm. Um, but. It's kind of hard to play them right now with like the inconsistency at quarterback with, uh, you know, Pickett and uh, the Steelers' offensive woes. What do you think? I think they got to put the closer in, put in Mitch. Oh Christ! <laughs> the, the Lords are starting to set in again. But uh, you know, I do like Kenny Pickett um, just from an overall standpoint. Like as a person, like I, as he plays the Steelers, so I, you know, he can rot in hell. And going into the draft, I was kind of concerned if he would be the guy for the Steelers. And uh, I took a flyer on him just because I'm like, hey, he's going to be a Steelers quarterback, and uh, he's going to be the starter. Like, I'm just looking for points at this point. But uh, what do you think about Kenny? I, I mean, I think he could develop into a great player. I think that he could definitely be a great fantasy player. 
Um, I mean, I'd I, say more the latter than the former. For sure, in the short term, definitely. I mean, I think next season, if he gets his shit together a little bit, he could be a year two bounce back. They just need to. I think they have the tools on offense. They just need to, you know, invest in offensive yeah. line, give him the time to throw. Absolutely. I don't ever see him being like a top five quarterback in this league. No. Maybe scraping the top ten like a Dak or a Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's serviceable. Yep. And actually, I guess speaking of which, before we get out of here, um, Dak. He was back this week. Kind of a disappointing performance. He didn't really have to do a whole lot. He was just giving it off to Zeke. And also, I mean, what the heck was the final score in that game? They were 24 beating, to 6. Beating the bejesus out of the Lions. So he didn't have to do much. I mean, I, Nate's got to be happy that he's at least playing. And he made it through that game without breaking some other bone. Yeah, I, I think Nate's happy with that. Uh, I think he wants basically to get through this season with him healthy so that he can hit uh, 2023 with the ball rolling. Right. Uh, and when he drafts high, he has weapons to put around him. Right. Well, uh, let's take a quick ad break. We're, we're going to be hearing from our friends over at New China this week. This week's episode is brought to you by New China, located between Goodwill and Miles Maytag in Shrewsbury's Market Square. Got a hankering for MSG? Our lo mein and Mugu Gai Pan will really dry your mouth out. And be sure to wash it down with a 65-cent can of Mountain Dew or Canada Dry. You can believe we haven't raised our prices with inflation. These prices haven't risen since 2004. And we can afford to keep our prices down because we haven't replaced our vinyl chairs or stock photos of our food since the first Bush administration. Mention promo code KELBY for a free mystery meat egg roll with your order. Now back to the show. So, Pat, New China or number one Szechuan? Ooh, uh, for dinner, number one Szechuan. For lunch, New China. They had a lunch special for five bucks. And I would always get it after I left PA Fitness, and it was fire. Whoa. I, uh, I'll i be honest. I haven't been in New China since probably I was 15 or something like that. Number one, Szechuan, that was my go-to. I feel like I watched that kid grow up. He was working behind the counter when he was, like, literally 12 years old. Yeah, he was. he's, like, answering the phones in one hand and uh, ringing somebody up on the other at, like, age 10. And uh, stirring the lo mein with his feet. Yes, he was very impressive. I will say number one Szechuan is definitely a uh, staple of the Wilson family household. My dad loves that shit. Well, uh, we're going to get into our call with American hero Brendan Oakley. Not only is he an American hero, but he also was the winner in our league this week with a high score of uh, 140. 140. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we're going we're gonna to break to that call with Brendan. How's it going? It's good, man. How are you? Welcome to uh, Hensley's Hangout Podcast. Uh, you're here with uh, your hosts, Kyle and Pat. Brandon, what's going on, man? How's it going, fellas? Oh, you know, we, uh, we're, we're here recording the podcast. I, uh, I texted Brandon about this. He didn't even know that, that it was happening. You mean you lost the uh, podcast announcement in the sea of 10 million text messages? Yeah, I, 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 I have to ask you a question. Like, well, did, when you opened your phone up, did you see how many text messages you have, and were you able to count how many was in Kelby's locker unopened? Oh, is is I mean, Nikki knew. Like, she was the, really the only other person who was ever talking to me besides like my parents. And so it'd be like, cool, pull into a port, and I have five hundred missed text messages, and <laughs> three hundred of them are from Kelby's locker, and two hundred like, of them were just reactions, not even just <laughs> actual text messages. I'm like tight. I'm not going to sift through all this bullshit. Like, they've been talking about stuff for who knows how long. I haven't been in land for yeah, and 25 yeah, we've, days. We've been talking so about Joe Dennis's grill utensils for two weeks. And every and uh, what, what workout 
playing Brian Mundus is on. So it's not, <laughs> and that stuff's been around for since we've been in high school. So it's not like you missed out on much. Yeah, I was like, Kyle, Kyle texted me uh, last night. He's like, hey, you're going to, you can't, can you hit up the podcast tomorrow? I was like, what podcast? He's like, oh, we have one for the, for the, for the league. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, that, that's a that's a fair question. This is uh, definitely overkill. So have you uh, have you been able to listen to any past episodes? Do you acquaint yourself with the rollout? Well, yeah. So I uh, I just listened to. So he showed it to me last night. So I said listen to last week's, and so um, got to be able to listen to you, Pat, try and talk shit about me with how I decided to shoot my lineup, and uh, and it came full circle into now this week me uh, crushing everybody's soul. So well, you know, knocking them down. I guess that's yeah, uh, what know, I get for you know, talking go, shit. And I, yeah, I guess that go, that also is a great team. transition. Uh, what's your what are your thoughts on your team right now? Um, but what what do you uh, break it down a little bit? What's going on on Team Bokeland? How do you get to the promised land from here? Uh, so looking through it right now, um, we're looking pretty solid. Uh, got a bye next week with Pete Mahomes. So I got, mm. uh, another tough matchup with Pauly Seitz tomorrow or this coming week. I'd weekend. hardly call that tough, but. Huh? I'd hardly call any matchup with Paul tough. Well, you know, last week, last year, if you, uh, if you reach back into the archives, we had a very t- close call. Uh, again, it was I beat him by I think like point one point. Wow! Uh, and it was it was quite a uh, quite a stir. And looking at the points right breakdown right now, he's got me in points by point one again Damn. going into uh, going into this weekend. So so a little bit of a flashback. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's very interesting. He's uh he's got a couple people that I'm kind of nervous about, and then I gotta have a couple guys that actually show up. So. It's been it's been a weird been a weird season so far. So uh, in all in seriousness, though, um, have you been able to keep up with the NFL at all? And like, I know this might be uh, classified information, but like, uh, where have you been at these last couple months? And uh, what have you been doing? Have you been able to watch football? Kind of like shed some light on. Uh, I think everybody in our league would like to know. You know, I think the one time last year you left, I think you were on a sub. But I wasn't sure if it was something similar. Yeah. No. We we finally. I got me. I got back what a couple of weeks ago, or like the thirteenth was when I got back. And so, like when you move around, like you're not supposed to tell people where you're at for certain things. But now that I'm back, I'm gonna tell you guys where the where I was at. But we went all over the place. Started up in uh, Norway for a few weeks, Whoa. then dropped down into the Baltic. And we went to. I gotta try and get them in order. We went to Estonia, then we went to. Um, I think Finland was next. Then we went to Sweden. Then we went to France. Damn. Then we came, then we came back into the Baltic. Went to uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland. So you were just up in the Nordic states. Kind of, yeah, up in the Baltic zones. Yeah, pr- we pretty much hit all, all the Baltic, which was pretty dope. Um, it Say was, more. Were you, did you get on land and do like anything there, or were you mostly on the boat? Oh, uh, I mean that's that's part of it. Like that's that's what the whole gig is. Like you go out on the boat, and this is the first time in uh, twenty plus years that the boat that we were on, like that size, had ever made it into the Baltic, and so hmm. it was like a big, big like show show the flag type deal, and a lot of uh, NATO push was getting through this year right uh from different different baltic states and yeah then, is estonia in nato 
Uh, Estonia, I believe, is yes. Um, okay. And they're also, they're also like back like the them and Lith- or uh, Latvia. Latvia are like right next to each other. And yeah, then, all, like, yeah, all those uh, you know, Scandinavian, Scandinavian uh, up. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cold up there. It's 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 very cold, especially when you uh, when you're flying. Like we had a couple times where we were in blizzards, like snow on the flight deck, like for stuff that I've never seen before in my life. It was pretty Whoa. crazy. And uh, over the last, got, like in what was the summertime here? Summertime in the since, U.S., like in the Eastern time uh, in the U.S. In it the was Western summertime. Hemisphere. Yeah, right. And you, you guys, it was blizzards. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously it wasn't when I fir- when I first left in what March, and we we cruised over, took about like a week and a half to get all the way over, and then we started making our way up to the Arctic, and so we were in the Arctic for <clears throat> over thirty days, wow. hanging out up in like seeing all that kind of stuff and seeing blizzards, and it was pretty pretty crazy, pretty crazy stuff that I'd never done before, which was pretty cool. Um, well, I have to say, you know, just from my personal standpoint, I think it's really cool. Yeah, and uh, we definitely have to give you a, a tip of the cap for uh, doing that for us. And uh, I know the only thing you were thinking of up there was, you know, when can I get back to uh, my wife, child, and Kelby's locker? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, definitely uh, in that order, you know, wife, child, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I guess parting thoughts here. What do you think you're gonna? How, how are you gonna spend that sweet twenty dollars? The twenty dollars, I didn't even, uh, I didn't even know about it until. Oh yeah, I guess that yeah, means so, you didn't win any of them last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, but uh, you get the you get the twenty bills, and I'm probably just gonna use it towards. I don't know. Probably this weekend again. Like our, it's our, it's our third year anniversary. The first anniversary. Congratulations! We've actually been able to uh, to spend together. Hell yeah! Haven't been haven't been gone. So got a got a new child. Just figuring it out, you know. Hell yeah! Yes, yeah, very very cool, man. Well, we're glad to have you back. Congratulations on the three year anniversary. Congrats on meeting your son finally. So really cool stuff. Yeah. Say say what up to Barrett and Nikki for us, and of course Mike Williams' ankle will be in our thoughts. Yes. Yeah, that's uh he went out right at the right time for this week, so I'll have to figure it out for next week. Well, uh yeah, thanks for calling in. Have a great week. Talk hey, soon. Thank you. Great to hear from him again. Been a while. Yeah, no, uh and he's also contributing in the group message too. Love to hear There we that. go. Yeah. yeah. He got, got right to sending uh gifts of what was that semi pro? Oh yeah, that's Tyler and I. We we saw that when it first came out and we we always we reference that movie all the time and Brendan jimed into it. It's really great stuff. Um well I guess uh let's get into our last segment, I choose you. Let's pick some winners for next week. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, I choose you as our last segment where me and Pat pick who we think is going to win next week. Whoever gets the most wrong has to take a shot on the air next week. Um, Let's not tie this week. Yeah, definitely. So first matchup let's talk through is me versus Nate McGreal. I'm just going to say if I don't win this game, I am fucked. Yeah, I think this is uh, – it's got to feel good to take a week off. Like you could probably set like a – a uh, relatively respectable lineup, and I think you're going to be all right. I gotta say, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too confident, though. 
Uh, I think you'll be all right. I'm going to take you. So up next, uh, Donnie versus the Erdmans. This is looking like a marquee matchup. We got the number one and the number two team facing off here. I'm taking the Erdmans, though they do lose Eckler and Everett to buy this week. Uh, at least he won't be starting Taylor Heineke this time. No, nope, he gets Jalen Hurts back. On yep. it. Uh, I think Tyler's got some good matchups. Kirk but, uh, Cousins is a strong start this week, yep, too. Yep, he, he's got some options. Uh, I'm going to have to go with myself, though. I definitely uh, I definitely looked at my team, and uh, I've got a lot of matchups in the green. Um, I've, I'm liking all my guys. I know we haven't won in a couple of weeks, but uh, I'm still uh, rolling with my team. So, Boakland versus Mundus. I think this is a pretty straightforward one, too. I think Boakland takes it. Uh, Mundus is going to lose Herbert. Boakland loses Mahomes and probably Mike Williams. I mean, definitely for this week. But uh, Lawrence is a pretty strong fill-in. I'm taking Boakland. Uh, it's going to be close, uh, but I'm going to have to go with Boakland as well. I, I think it. I think Mundus has some uh, opportunities to uh, definitely win this game. Uh, just have to go with uh, consistency here. And we were talking about how his lineup is kind of looking just on paper a lot better than it was maybe three, four weeks ago. So. I mean, maybe this is the week that Mundus really uh, gets back into it and shows yeah. off those yeah, it'll be Yeah, it would definitely be an upset, but uh, it's de- I think going into it, it could be close. I think we could have Lumberjack Mundus on the field this weekend. Yeah, this could be like the cutoff flannel Mundus Lumberjack. You know what? Fuck it. I'm taking <laughs> Mundus as the upset. Oh, you're switching I'm, your pick? I'm switching my pick. You we, really we, talked your way into we it. Had, we had too many of them uh, in common this week anyway, so I'm switching it up. I'm going Mundus, and I'm going Lumberjack Mundus. This is not Popcorn wow. Muscles Mundus. We're going to have James Robinson popping off. It's going to be it's going to be a big week Damn. for Mundus. Let's go. Paul Paul's definitely going to be getting second win when he hears this podcast, <laughs> and you just switched your pick for him. That's it. That's it. I talked myself into it. How about the next one? All right, McCracken versus Prudence. We got a couple of strong teams here. Uh, Josh is getting digs back, and um, Tua and Waddle, that's a really strong uh, combo. Against a sorry-ass Detroit defense. Dude, if you, I mean, the only, the only fear there is that they get up like 20 points in the first half, and then the receivers take the second half off. But I, I think that McCracken gets it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to go against you on that, even with those matchups. Uh, I'm going to roll with Prudence. Uh, Ernie doesn't have Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. It's a big b- loss, and uh, he's got a lot of tough matchups across the board. And uh, I think Prudence bounces back. I will say, though, Again. strong fill-in option for Josh is Cade Otten. I don't know if that's – we would classify that as strong. Uh, it's a it's – a, it's a better waiver wire type fill-in than most folks have. Against the Ravens on Thursday night could be a problem. Ooh. Well, our defense – well, you just made Kate Otten sound like he's the new Rob Gronkowski, so right. we're going to roll with that. Fuck me, then. <laughs> All right. Dennis's versus the Heflins. I'm going Heflins here for sure. I, I, there's no way that Mark Andrews is going to be as bad as he was last week. That was really... He uh, threw a hell of a pitch to Lamar, though. <laughs> that, that was so sweet. <laughs> I hated that play call what? so fucking Why? Much. Because it's just so stupid on fourth and one. <laughs> like they, Everybody else just goes scrum formation to get a couple inches a yard, and we're doing... Uh, tight ends under center to pitch to Lamar. It I just, will say, though, you put Mark Andrews under center, you sell the scrum. Yes. I, I loved it. I thought it was fun. I think fourth and one is exactly the right time for that kind of uh, silliness. So you're, you're going with Heflin? Anyway, now? I'm taking the Heflins, though I'm pretty afraid of what David Montgomery is going to do against the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Heflins, too. Uh, for Sean, Metcalf is hurt. He doesn't yep. have the depth that he would like. However, he does get Matthew Stafford off a bye. Is that let's an see upgrade? If, we'll see if the – well, compared to the rest of his team, yes. Um, <laughs> but let's see if Matt Stafford off a bye, you know, gets the Rams back on uh, back on even ground. 
Well, uh, should be an interesting week. Uh, we'll see if my my late Monday switch up pays off. But uh, I guess just to wrap it up, you know, we got Ravens Bucks coming up in what forty eight hours. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, are we watching together. Yeah, I think Meredith will probably let me out of the house for that. Tap, tap into the Koval a little bit. Ooh. Oh, did I <laughs> did I feel you get hard over there? <laughs> Any, any Halloween plans? What do we got going on? So, actually, right behind you are our Halloween costumes. Me and Meredith are dressing up as beekeepers. Theo is dressing up as a bee. That is adorable. <laughs> How about you? Um, I'm not doing much. Just normal fall basic shit mm. with uh, my girlfriend and her and her daughter. So, are you passing out candy out there? Uh, no. Uh, Monday, I have softball. So, I will not be passing out candy. Wow. A regular So, scrooge. no Lock Raven Village uh, first Halloween for me this year. It's always next year. Well, uh, thanks so much for sticking with us through this episode. Um, best of luck this week, everybody. Go Ravens.